0: You're listening to Defending the Biblical Roots of Christianity, an apologetics and theology podcast hosted by Professor R. L. Solberg. For more information about our ministry, visit thebiblicalroots.org. Why should Christians support Israel? How should followers of Jesus process this war in the Middle East? Who can we believe? What should Christians do? These are questions I've been getting since the war started in Israel, and so I wanted to take just a few minutes to talk about it here and and hopefully shed a little light on the things that you're hearing and reading about. My wife and I were actually scheduled to be in Israel right now, but two days before we were supposed to leave, this war broke out and our trip was obviously canceled. And to be honest, I'm, I'm still processing it. Like many of you, I'm heartbroken for the nation of Israel, for the families of the innocent civilians, including many young people who've been murdered. I have friends over there. One Jewish friend messaged me this morning, asking for prayers because she's in the north of Israel where fighting has now begun. And I'm getting a lot of questions, and so I just wanted to share a few thoughts that I pray will be helpful. So first of all, for those of you who aren't aware of the the nature of the current conflict, just real briefly, On Saturday morning, which was the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, a terrorist organization called Hamas launched a surprise attack on the nation of Israel. They launched thousands of missiles just randomly into populated areas. Then they began walking the streets and gunning people down, taking hostages and invading homes, and guys, this is Israel's 9-11. It's a, a coordinated surprise attack by terrorists who are targeting innocent civilians. And I actually think in terms of death and damage, it's probably worse than our 9-11. There are close to a thousand Israelis dead at this point. And remember, Israel is a very small nation about the size of the state of New Jersey. Only about nine million people live there. This attack of course has led to the Middle East conflict swirling around again in the news headlines. And I know we're all at different levels of understanding of the history <clears throat> and, and the complex issues going on over there. And I'm I'm not going to get into the political stuff. In fact, I'll share a short video uh, from Prager University in the description below that outlines the the history of the conflict happening there, if you're interested. But I'll share one piece of advice. So here in America, there's the ongoing debate about where we should get our news. You know, Fox News, CNN, which one is fake news, and so on, right? So the news source that I would recommend to you on this war is timesofisrael.com. This is an Israeli news agency that's telling the world what's really going on. Because trust me, there is a global propaganda war underway. So I would suggest getting your news directly from the source at at timesofisrael.com. So how should we, as followers of Jesus, respond to all this? Right. Obviously, there's no one correct way to respond, and this is a situation that's unfolding. And I certainly don't have all the answers. But here are a couple things to think about. First of all, on a humanitarian level, as followers of Jesus, and as human beings, we have to condemn the murder of innocent, unarmed civilians, wherever it happens. There's no other word for that than evil. And this is what we've seen Hamas doing these past few days in Israel, including the massacre of 260 unarmed young people at a music concert out in the desert. I'm sure you've seen some of the the stomach-turning things they're doing on the news. And it's all the more evil when we see those murders being celebrated. And Hamas is also desecrating corpses and shooting family pets and taking children and elderly Israelis hostage. I don't need to go on. We've all seen the news. But even if we want to take the side of the Palestinians in this conflict, there is still no justification for these inhuman acts of terror. In fact, there are many good and decent Palestinians who don't support this kind of violence. But when we hear the way that some of the Palestinian and Iranian leadership are describing the Jewish people, which again is all over the news, it should make our blood run cold and conjure up images of Nazi Germany. This isn't just hatred or a bad case of anti-Semitism. This is homicidal racism in action against the Jewish people. It's a desire and an openly stated intention to wipe out an entire race, and it's pure evil. Keep this in mind when you hear the propaganda slogan, Free Palestine. What we're seeing in Israel today with the indiscriminate murder and destruction is the result of that idea particularly among the more radical actors like Hamas and the Islamic Republic of Iran, freeing Palestine would result in the total eradication of Israel without qualification. That's just a fact of reality. I'm sure many of you have heard of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, right? He's the influential anti-Nazi German pastor who was executed by the Nazis just two weeks before World War II ended. And he said this, Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. And if we want to give it a modern spin, we can quote the band Rush. If you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. And by the way, the lead singer of that band who sang those lyrics is a Jewish man whose mother was a Holocaust survivor. So as Christians today, I'm not suggesting we need to pick up arms and fly to Israel, although I've seen that some American Jews are doing just that. But what we need to do is use our voices. We need to recognize and acknowledge that the things Hamas is doing and saying, as well as the nation of Iran, who helped fund and coordinate these attacks, These things are evil and unacceptable in the eyes of God. No matter what your politics are, there is no justification for malicious violence against innocent, unarmed civilians of any nation. We cannot follow Jesus and condone that sort of behavior at the same time. We just can't. So why should Christians support Israel? Well, I'm getting that question a lot, and because the modern evangelical church is pro-Israel, some think, well, maybe this is a political issue. Maybe, maybe supporting Israel is a right-wing thing to do. But supporting Israel has nothing to do with politics and everything to do with your Bible. Israel is a nation that God created supernaturally, right? Remember when Abraham and Sarah were over 90 years old, God miraculously gave them a son, Isaac, who then had a son named Jacob, who God renamed Israel, which means struggles with God. And God made Abraham a promise that through him, through his descendants, all the families of the nations shall be blessed. And of course, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are the very people with whom God made a covenant at Mount Sinai and who became the nation of Israel. In the Bible, God constantly refers to Israel as my people. He even calls them his firstborn son. And Jesus himself told us that salvation is from the Jews. So if you're a Christian, then you're a follower of a Jewish Messiah who was born and raised and crucified and resurrected as a Jewish man in the land of Israel. And guess where he's going to return to and establish his new Jerusalem? That's why Christians should support Israel. So what can we do? Well, here are three things. Number one, pray. And for Christians, prayer isn't a last resort. It's not like, well, I guess there's nothing we can really do, so let's just pray. No, petitioning the living God should be our first and our continual activity. James 5.16 tells us that prayer has great power. So pray for Israel, pray for their protection as they deal with this ongoing act of terrorism, and pray for the peace of God to cover their land. And let's be honest, Jesus would want us to pray for Hamas too. In Matthew 5, he tells us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. So pray for peace and protection for the Palestinian people and specifically for Hamas. Pray that their hearts would be changed, that the Lord would replace their hatred with love, that he would remove their hearts of stone and give them hearts of flesh. And more than that, let's pray that the glory and peace of God's kingdom would break through into the Arab world as a whole, that they would come to know and follow Yeshua, the Savior who gave his life for them. Romans 5.8 says that God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that includes Arabs and Palestinians and even members of Hamas. Okay, number two. Stick up for Israel, be a voice in support of them. It doesn't need to get political, keep it biblical. But when you hear anti-Semitic statements, when you hear people bashing Israel, say something. Number three, if you feel so led, consider contributing to a pro-Israel charity that you trust. There are a couple of organizations that are made up of Jewish believers in Jesus who are located in Israel that that you might consider. For example, Jews for Jesus. I know their team in Tel Aviv is providing food and clean clothes and, and other essential supplies to Israeli soldiers and citizens in crisis. And there's also One for Israel, who has a relief fund set up that I actually donated to this morning. And I'll link to both of these groups below. There's also an organization called Stand With Us that works globally to fight against anti Semitism. This is the organization where I and my publisher, Williamson College Press, are donating all the profits from my book, Divergence. So, what can Christians do? We can pray, speak up, and donate. May the Lord protect Israel. May the peace of God prevail and the kingdom of Jesus break through in the Middle East. May the God of Abraham reconcile Isaac and Ishmael, Israel and the Arab nations under the banner of Christ. Shalom.